0: How y'all doing? Welcome back. We back. Yeah. We back with another episode of Hypothetically Speaking. Hypothetically Speaking. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Robertson, aka Mike Laurie. AKA He Don't Miss. AKA Microwave. And to my to my left is my brother. Yes sir, and the other host Juan.
1: AKA Sung aka I'm always open, aka throw it up, you know what I mean? And
0: today our special guest, we told y'all our second episode, we're gonna have some crazy guests this season. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we got some heat for
2: y'all
1: for sure. We show. got some heat
0: for y'all. Our second guest, our guest. First guest, not second guest, I'm mistaken. Our first guest. Mr. Monta Femme. Mr. Mr. 70% from behind the art. <laughs> Mr. He don't miss either yeah. at all. Mr. Multi Family himself, yeah. Newton, <laughs> Julian Gordon. Y'all know him as Julian Gordon. We know him as JG. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Appreciate you for coming out, Julian. Happy I'm absolutely. Here, happy to be here. Of course, here. man, of course. We really appreciate you. So you know, me and Mike, we know you. You know what I mean. We know you past. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Multi Family and everything like that. But our audience and the people who you know we they're listening to us and everything like that. They don't know who you are past Mr. Multifamily. They see Mr., you know, multi-family bunch of units in real estate, you know. Bunch of doors.
0: Freeing people, to the above-ground Harriet Tubman. Railroad. He didn't he didn't free 200 people, 50 million dollars worth of real estate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's only the beginning. He's just he's just starting. That's just the beginning. But we want we're
1: here today because we want people to know and you know, understand who you are yeah. as a person, further than just the real estate, you know. Yeah. Like a lot of times we see people and we feel like um, they're not human, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially when we see them in those levels. And hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, clearly, you know what I'm saying, you well off substantially. You, you're trying to help free people and everything like that. So um, we want people to understand who you are just as a person. You know? Right.
0: Who are you outside of Mr. Multifamily? Who is Julian Gordon? Yeah. Let us mm-hmm. know. Inform us. <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Who yeah, are yeah.
3: you? Um, so my highest identity above all, because, you know, we have all these labels from Gender to sexuality to race, um, religion, etc. But my highest identity of all is child of God, um, and that transcends everything that comes above all. And um, I honestly feel like it's inclusive. I believe we all are children of God, um, and so that's where I always start. And then from there, I have other identities in a certain order um, that I choose to wear. But when it comes down to the come down at my core of who I am, right. I'm, I'm just a child of God.
0: Hey, isn't everybody?
3: Everybody is, but everybody don't know it though. That's true. Really? That's true. That's yeah, true. Everybody don't know it though.
0: That's true. Because you could go your whole life without knowing who you really are. Yeah.
3: That's
1: true. That's 100%. deep.
3: <laughs> you no, go I'm your whole real. life without knowing who you really are. No, just straight out because of, you know organized religion. Some people think that they're bastards. Like, like there's just one son of God out there, and if there's only one son of God, then who's everybody, where, where right. everybody else? Where everybody else cousins? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Right. Where my dad at? <laughs> right. Where my mom at? So, for real. Um, yeah, so, uh, I just start there first, um, and, uh, everything else, um, falls from
0: there. That's dope. Yeah. Like, That's dope like you, like you said, you're a child of God. God could be a big influence, for like, some people's biggest influence in life, right. so, like, who do you think was one of your greatest influences coming up?
3: My greatest influence coming up, oh, man, uh, to be honest, it was... My baseball coach, uh, Will Ash. Shout out to Will Shout Ashe. out, Will. Shout yeah, out, Will Ash. Yeah, yeah. Oakland. Uh, Oakland, California. Yes, sir. I grew up uh, playing baseball with him and um, and my best friend, Johnny Ash. And uh, we started on T-ball, right? <laughs> and then went to the, the minors. And the team was named Kappa. And we played in the Bay Ruth League out in East Oakland. Oh, that's we practiced dope. at Lowell out in West Oakland. Um, and, uh, and, man, just the way he took me in... Um, I had my dad, my dad was there, my dad was working hard though, so uh, my dad was not into sports or anything like that, and so, you know, I would go over to Johnny's house all Mm -hmm. the time, I had a key to that house. Oh, wow, yeah, that's love, that's when you know you're part of the family, you're basically adopted. Yeah, you know you're part of the family right there. So, um, just his influence, not only when, and in that influence stayed until, uh, even through college, um, even through college, he was just there for me, and so, um, that's what my biggest influences. and then, um, My soccer coach, Coach Jim, Uh, same thing. Coach Jim was our minister and he was our soccer coach. So, Damn, um, I learned. Black like so brother leading soccer. Uh, no, he and Coach Jim is white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to say, I was boy. Hey, Not shout different out. Different in Oakland. Hey, we were <laughs> sort of yeah. the best soccer players. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. We, for sort of sure. we just end up
1: choosing other stuff like football and you know, like the American football and, and that's basketball. That's exactly and what, and what
3: yeah. I did. Um, I was actually a better soccer player than I was a basketball player, but you know, in junior high school and uh, high school, girls oh, won. <laughs> they won. They won the, the basketball. they won the basketball. So here I am, this couldn't grow past, uh, what, four six, right? Um, junior high school, I was stuck there for a minute. And so I, I but I went after basketball because that was a cool thing to do. You right. know I was a better soccer player, I was real quick and fast. Um, I played center midfield and, um, but what's beautiful is that it came full circle because when my little brother was coming up, um, he, uh, I ended up coaching his soccer team. Oh, that's yeah. and that's it was rough. like a, it was like a- Full circle moment. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. a full circle moment. It was like a Disney movie because when I came to the team, <laughs> My dad, uh, my dad, my brother was coming home crying after these <laughs> games. <laughs> Why are you crying, homie? Yeah. And, um, and they w- he was just like, we suck, all right? <laughs> and, uh, we suck. And so. Um, Never fun,
1: any fun losing. Never any fun losing. No, not at
3: all. And it was because some parents just decided to be coaches, but they had no soccer skills mm-hmm. whatsoever. Oh, okay. so um So my dad said, you got to coach a team. I'm like, I'm in high school. I ain't got time for that, but no. you know, got to coach a team. Right. Then I remember my influences, Coach Will, Coach right, Jim. Right. It's like, man, I got to give back. Yeah. So we practice on Mondays. That was part of the problem because games were until Saturday. <laughs> oh,
0: y'all practicing. Way too early.
3: Right. <laughs> right, but you learn from your mistakes on Saturday. You right. correct them on Monday. Monday but,
1: yeah. but, uh, nope, you y'all ain't had two
3: practices? No, no, he didn't have two just practices. Just one practice, <laughs> then
0: you play on Sunday? <laughs> were How
3: old were they? They were, uh, they were, yeah, I think under 10s, and uh, then we moved to under 12, So They're no, they not going to remember that. <laughs> nah, yeah, no, no, no. That was the problem. But, look, we went from losing by six goals, six zero, right, Sheesh. to losing. Next week, we lost three zero. Okay, yeah. The next week. We tied. Yeah. Okay, progress. And then the next week we won. Oh, hey, oh man! And we stay winning. Okay, that's cool. It was literally a Disney movie. This
1: is a whole kicking and screaming Will Ferrell the, movie, hey, for hey, real. The question, hey. the real question, is why didn't you take your soccer coaching career it's to the, the next, next level? level. <laughs> <laughs>
3: man. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It, I I enjoyed it. Um, uh, one of the things that uh derailed me on that journey was um, I was too. I don't know if I was too tough on. Uh, there was a young man on the team, and uh, he was he was actually a little bow-legged, and, um, and I mis- mistook that for him not hustling.
2: Mm.
3: And, um, and I pushed him really, really hard, and one day I actually yelled at him, and uh, and he never came back after that game. Oh, man. man. I ain't going
0: to say none on that topic, but... Is oh, man. No, nah,
1: but he was a young kid, though. Did that did it make you feel some type of way about it? Or?
3: Yeah, because, you know, those kind of moments especially if he had a physical disability. Right. Uh, it's not a physical disability, just right. he was just bowling. Right. Um, Actually um, bow legged can be fast. Well he he wasn't that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it didn't look like he was hustling right, right, at right, all, right. right? Um and uh I don't know how that impacted him. him. Yeah. Now that's I, true. today I believe in tough love. Mm-hmm. Like tough love is what pushes me. For sure. But um uh I also gotta learn there's other people who need certain different different types of styles of
0: Pushing and motivating. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, right. I,
3: and I just got one mode that worked for me and right. that I use on others, but it's almost like the five love languages. You got to right. find out how, what's best for you right. and then what's best for the people that you're working with. And as a coach and as a leader, right. you um, you actually have, you have to understand what each member on your team needs. Right. Like, that person likes to compare, even though comparison's not healthy, mm-hmm. right? That person likes to compare, so you need to say, why are you letting him beat you, right? right and yeah. that person needs to be pushed, that person needs a one-on-one conversation on right. the side, that person needs a phone call right. on Wednesday, talk about, I saw what you did out there, they need affirmation, like. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that was my first leadership lesson, and um and uh, and I also went off to college, so that yeah. was that was oh yeah yeah, yeah. The end of coaching mm-hmm. soccer yeah oh man you could have where'd you
1: go to college you went to Stanford right oh UCLA UCLA, brother, UCLA. Yeah. you could have been a UCLA coach
3: man assistant man. coach out there yeah you
1: no, talk like about the girls then ooh uh,
3: <laughs> la 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 um no, I love I love playing um I'm a, and I'm actually both now uh, I'm like a player coach <laughs> okay like you player. Doc Rivers uh, I'm Doc Rivers <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah. all right y'all y'all get out there. <laughs> oh Do yeah I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Doc won how many? He won two chips. Uh, no, you only got one. I'm
0: not gonna speak on that, uh, viewers. But y'all, Doc Rivers not as good as y'all think. But he's he's decent.
1: He should have two chips, but uh, Doc
0: Rivers be having some squads, man. He yeah. has some squads. He only got one chip. One chip. Hey man, hey.
1: A lot of times, like you said, sometimes you gotta learn how to touch the pieces and put them together. Some, I think that's what really is coaching is really about,
0: um, especially when you get to that level. You know, oh, being for able sure. to. The you got to maneuver in right, grown yeah. men, like <laughs> put the like pieces in the right spot. Really yeah, for sure. to really defend sure. themselves and tell you like, bro, don't talk to me like that. Bro, right. Got fucked up right. I don't do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. But um, speaking of influences and everything like that, so yeah. a lot of times people when we talk about, especially in these industries when we trying to, you know, what I'm saying get after it and things like that. We always talk about, you know, find your why, and your why is gonna push you. Yeah. You know, okay. find your why. If you got a why, you won't give up. You got a why for something. You know, you're gonna keep grinding. What's the but I mean you never hear anybody talking like about the, the process, process, yeah, of finding your, your why? why. Like how do you
3: find your why? That's a great question. That's a great question. So, um, my first conversation around finding your why or your purpose was uh, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Um, so shout out to Rick Warren for, shout out Rick for Rick. putting out that book that it changed the lives of so many, right. Um, and uh, so there was a Bible study that I went to, and we went through that book together, and um, that was uh, my first understanding that my purpose was great. Actually, it was came at, in my life at the perfect time because I was following my parents' footsteps. right? Mm, yeah. um, and I went to UCLA. Both my parents were doctors, so I come from a lot of privilege. But growing up, everybody thought I was going to be a doctor too right. because and my parents course. were doctors. It was just yeah. default, right? Yeah. And I realized that, uh, you know, observing their lives, I'm, I, was hap- I was happy if they were happy. Mm. But they worked some very long hours, and um, they worked some very long hours. Uh, and while they provided for me, they weren't always as present as, oh, as I would have hoped to be. Like, unfortunately, comparison as a little kid, I saw my best friend's dad's coaching the team. Right, right, my right. My didn't have a schedule. They didn't, that that the like, they didn't have the time. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, that's not that's what crazy. I want
0: to do. That's crazy that you're saying it, because like me and Juan grew up poor in the hood, and the your. Euro- your parents were successful. Our parents yeah. had to literally work two jobs just to get the bare minimum, and yeah. they still wasn't there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's crazy how yeah. those two things are the same when you, our lives are totally completely right. different.
1: I wasn't I in the hood hood, but you know what I mean?
0: I, my people kind of moved. I'm like on the J. Cole
1: thing. Like, we went from the hood to like a like little middle class, and they straight. You yeah. know what I mean? But but still, like you're saying, you got to work all day, every day. All, yeah, day, yeah. Every all day, day, every day, every yeah. day. So that's
0: why you was by Johnny. Mm-hmm. And messing with Will because it's like his parents were there; yeah. they were parents. Yeah. No, no offense to your parents, but like, your parents just had to work. Right. One hundred percent.
3: And my hope is that they loved the work that they did. But um, so that started the conversation. But um, following my parents' footsteps, one thing that I did when I was eighteen years old is I bought a Mercedes Benz. Oh wow! Yeah. 18. Yeah. Oh, you got that? Just finished my first year of college. It was actually a used car auction, thirty five hundred dollars.
1: Um, hey, smart man went to the auction. Know, went to the auction up. Hey um, everything's a gym for ya. That's a gym for ya. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Kind of a gym. Not to get the be.
1: Mercedes Benz, but it look, be. the used car auction is a, don't get out don't oh, get yeah, it fresh yeah, off yeah, the yeah. lot.
3: But um it's gonna be a cubic zirconia in a second. Listen So I bought it and um and uh two miles after driving it off the lot it broke down.
1: Oh, you didn't Damn. take a mechanic with you.
3: Uh, I took the homie with me, oh and yeah. uh, and uh, um, so got it towed to this um, European car dealership, mm. and it cost more to fix the car than I did to buy it. Man, Ooh.
1: man, man, man. And so
3: um, yeah, uh, I put all the money that I had saved from tutoring during my first year of college, into back into car. the car, and then um, two weeks later, my friends and I were promoting a party out in L.A., mm. and the way you promote a party is you park in the parking lot, and you pass out your flyers at the party that's letting out the night before yours. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I pull into this parking lot in South Central, and um, and uh, the moment I pull in the parking lot, two men jump out of the car in front of me with guns drawn. Ooh. All of a sudden, I'm staring down the barrel of a gun, and uh, he asks for the keys, and the car is gone just like that. Man. Boy, God. Man. Literally only had it so um, that I'm grateful for that moment. Yeah. Now oh, what? Because fortunately that summer I was an RA, so I had housing and food taken care right, of. Right. Yeah. So my basic needs were met, and I went through a deep space of introspection. There's no more partying for me. Right. Um, I didn't have any money, et cetera, and I had to ask myself some real important questions. Like first and foremost, why did I buy a Mercedes Benz? Right. Right. The 1990 E Black 190 E with the tan interior, mm-hmm. the one in the Coming to America. Oh, I yeah. Like, hey, Ooh, that you Clean, too. Yeah. 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 But they had, but like, why did I buy that car? And the only reason I bought that car is because both my parents had Mercedes. Right. Okay. It right. Was subconscious. Mm-hmm. It was programming. Yeah. That was not the best car for me to have as a student who had just finished my first year at UCLA. But because that's all I knew, that's what I went after. And I right. wanted to show my parents that I was on a path to success like them by getting the things that they got faster. Right. Right. And so, this next question I had to ask was whose definition of success was I living once that's I got clear that I was actually living my parents' definition of success and not mine, yeah. And the third most important question comes: What's your definition of success? what does purpose, a purpose-driven life, look like for you? And so that what started me on my journey. If that didn't happen, I'd have probably been just playing out the program, right? And literally riding my parents' wave, and I wouldn't be here in front of you in this way at this moment in time. I'm not saying that being a doctor is not a noble thing to right, do, right, right, right. that's not what you were created to do as a child of God, right. then. No matter how much you succeed in that, you will not be fulfilled. You can succeed according to the society standard, but Mm. you won't be fulfilled. And so, um, In terms of finding purpose, I came to the deep understanding that why would dear God create you for a purpose and then not give you everything you need to succeed at it? That's right. Rather than focusing on finding a job for money, Mm. I said, I'm going to find my purpose Mm. and I know that the economic resource that I need to continue doing that work, as long as it's in alignment with my creator, yeah, it'll, it come. Will, it'll come. Yeah. And that's exactly what you've all seen unfold yeah. in my life. My goal is to always be in alignment. My goal has never been to have the highest paying job. Mm-hmm. It's to be in alignment and, and be doing the unique thing that I was created to do. And so that journey, what it looked like for me, it looked like a lot of personal growth and development, a lot of reading from... Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yep. As a Man Thinketh. Um, as a Man Thinketh, one of my favorite books is The Perfect Power Within You, reading the Bible um, and understanding the allegories and the, the hidden meanings in that book, um, reading other spiritual texts, right. uh, hiring coaches, um, and just asking in and meditation and, and asking, going back to source every single day to stay in alignment and say, use me right use mm-hmm. me what, what would you want me to do today just right. use me I am here as an expression of you and I want to I just want to be in alignment and so when I focus on staying in alignment what I find is that um, I never get steered wrong right. and, and and so uh, initially coming out of graduate school uh, I felt that my purpose was to help other people get clarity on their purpose yeah. right. and so um, I started doing workshops in my living room just like this uh, it started out with a workshop for eight people, and they came to my living room, and uh, it was called Driving School for Life. Okay. Right? It was called Driving School That's for Life. That's the beginning. Yeah. That's the beginning. And, um, and that full-day experience, they loved it so much that I ended up teaching that in uh, to hundreds of young professionals in five different cities across the country. Now, key step there was that I was working a job, mm. right, after business school, and I sent out this email on November 10th, inviting eight people to come to my living room on November 22nd for this experience. Right Now, when I sent out that email on November 10th, I had nothing planned for November 22nd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, but you put yourself in a position to have to make something happen, because yeah. you know they're coming at that point. they coming. they, they come coming. they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they coming. It's eight so people, you got to do something. Yeah, you're yeah, just coming. They're coming. they're not
3: coming to learn how to bake a cake. They're coming to learn how to find their life purpose. Right, so I yeah. had 12 days to get it together, and I got it together, and they loved it. And I have a picture of that that I keep with me to remind me. That's dope. Like that's how you activate yourself. That's um, dope. And uh, see, dates don't hold you accountable. Mm-mm. What holds you accountable is events that involve other people. Yeah. yeah. So if you can get other people involved in the things that you're seeking to create, because we have this weird psychology about ourselves as human beings, where we're more comfortable disappointing ourselves than we are other people. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: yeah. We'll disappoint ourselves, but we don't want to disappoint other people. So rather than looking at that as an in, ne- in the negative, mm-hmm. you say, how do I get other people involved in that which i'm doing so if you want to run a marathon right go get your first donation right go ask somebody to show up at the finish line for you oh yeah once you got that first donation or that person said i'll be at the finish Mm -hmm. line and i'll have a sign held up for you once you know that they're gonna be there what is that finish
1: you go finish that just
0: kind of goes into the point like we are we are all connected no matter what race where you're from where your background from we just we all connected we Mm always want Make sure people see us in the right light. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. make sure people, like, man, hold us accountable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you fail that person. Like you said, it's easy to fail yourself because I could get through it. Mm -hmm. I didn't fail so many times before. Nobody's seen it. So it's like, I could get through it. But say you got a daughter, say you got a a son or your cousin. That's like, hey, I'm counting on you. Yeah. It's like, all right, I got to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get it done. So
3: you, you can actually activate positive peer pressure in your own life. Yeah. We got a lot of negative peer pressure but you two the reason you're friends is because you activate positive peer pressure in each other's life. You yeah. keep pushing each other forward. And so when you learn how to set up and structure those things that you want to accomplish in the right way, mm. then you you'll see that you start moving forward because you've gotten other people involved in your goals. When I published Rich and Righteous, I let everybody know when it was gonna be released. Right. It wasn't done. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. It you know, wasn't done. Probably only
3: had a paragraph. Pre orders. Flood. Hundreds and hundreds oh, yeah. and hundreds of pre-orders, with expectations. You gotta get so it done. So what did that do? Pressure. Like, <laughs> that's pressure. pressure. You know.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is that actually was the next question we had. Like, yeah.
0: how? You know, what I'm saying, what we'll gets you to the next level? The next but level, you already but answered yeah. it. So man. it's just like, yeah, that's the accountability, that's basically. Man. Is just the accountability. accountability. Because yeah.
3: look, if. A, a lot of people are in this DIY mentality, and, and we're in this information age. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Consume. A, yeah, everything that you need is out there. Yeah. And so if the information is free now, YouTube, university, blog posts, mm-hmm. podcasts, et cetera, why are you still not where you want to be? You can't blame the information no more. No. So what's missing for people is the structure and the accountability that makes sure mm-hmm. that they implement the information, because the truth will not set you free. I know that scripture, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. No. it's Acting on the truth that will set you free. You will not get free until you act on the truth. That's That's right. And so, what a lot of people are doing right now, they're becoming personal development junkies, they're becoming information junkies, they're saving stuff on YouTube, bookmarking websites, things of that nature, but they never take. Action. That's just yeah.
0: motivation. Motivation is completely different. It's from temporary. Action. It's yeah. very, very, very temporary.
1: Yeah. Motivation is very temporary. I, I think it was I think it was Gary B. I was watching. And he was like, man, I can know, you know, see, why, if everybody knows how to do something, everybody knows how to get abs. Everybody knows how to get abs. Why doesn't everybody have abs? He's like, I can learn about it all day. I could teach about it all day. Yeah. But learning about how to get abs is totally different from getting them. Yeah. You gotta facts. get down there and get your crunches on and get your sit-ups on, and you gotta get them.
3: Yeah. But the easiest way to do that is um is either to have positive peer pressure from a friend. Mm to hire a coach that's a true. trainer yeah that's the easiest way to get to where you're trying to go but um so so many people are in relying on self-discipline yeah. which um is uh is not a sustainable sustainable substance to rely on yeah. so uh to not get solely, out of my own yeah. way yeah to, you need it you yeah. could need it to get activated mm-hmm. a little bit but you're solely um, on his own solely on his own if that's the only thing you're relying on, like. Dr. Robert Schuller, I used to watch him on Sundays, and he had this quote that was programmed into me for quite some time, and it was, "If it's going to be, it's up to me. Mm. If I leave it up to you, it may not come true." Mm. And that got me so far in my life, but then when I wanted to achieve things that were beyond where I was, mm. I had to let that quote go. Yeah. If it's going to be, then I actually need to connect with somebody right. who's already where I want to be, right. right? And let them show me to accelerate the process. Right. So, oh yeah. Yeah, So they already had the blueprint. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a child, like at uh, with Jada, for example, for example my daughter. i right now is don't play with fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then at so, at some point, I have
0: to teach her how to use it.
3: She got to go play with fire. Yeah. Yeah. She, she didn't learn how to cook. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you got to know when to. Uh, so certain quotes and certain ideas they can carry you only so far, and right. you have to know when to let go of them and actually move on to the next thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> And that's, yeah, crazy.
1: That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Um. All right. Well, I got. Well, what's what's one thing you know, uh, talking about all of this and then going and on from that. Um. What's what's something that you feel like people tend to misunderstand about right, you? Right.
0: Because uh, you seem. Most people probably see you as a serious guy. Yep. Like <laughs> The audience probably think you super super serious. Me and Juan know you. You're <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. It's like that's not you at all. Like, you serious in moments, but your right. day-to-day, like, I'm with mm-hmm. you all the time. Your day-to-day, you're chill, goofy, making yeah, stuff happen. Uh, making yeah. stuff happen.
3: Man, be childlike, man. Yeah. Be childlike. Like, I, so, I want freedom to be fun. Right. I think a lot of, especially in the 60s, freedom was like, oh, we got to be mad and right. angry and this and that. And I realized that, um, you know, a scripture said, be childlike. Mm. And so. That's how you post that, too. And, and my name, Julian, means uh, young at heart. And so I'm getting older and older, but if I didn't have some of these silvers right here, <laughs> I call them silver's not crazy old silver for the wisdom. If I didn't have some of these silvers, you wouldn't know how old I am at all. That's oh, true. Oh man. man,
0: people be That's like, true. "Man, he that old." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. facts." I thought you was way. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. um yeah, so, I, I'm silly, I'm goofy, I make corny jokes, I got a song for everything. Everything. Uh, everything. Everything,
0: <laughs> yeah. literally. For Y'all really think really. his ads be like, man, he got he got some good music. Now yeah. he got a song for everything. I got a song
3: everything. for everything. So, uh, I'm just uh, having fun and, and just playing in this realm. Um, but, you know, there are serious moments, and I know when to turn that yeah. on, but... Um, I'm a kid at heart, man, and uh, uh, that ain't going to change. Never. (laughs) Don't let it change. man. Don't let people take
0: your joy, man. Not at all,
3: man, because you know what? Uh, To be honest with you, what I discovered just looking at life, um, adulthood is the most dangerous neighborhood in the entire world. Because you
0: have no idea really what you're doing if you don't take the right steps or take the right turns. Not even
1: that, though. Like, I just – some I be thinking about it from time to time, and just different – you know, I'm a a creative. I like to call myself a creative, you know, like photography and videography and, like, anime and stuff. But – you get older and they like, they take your creativity away. Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you not, no longer thinking outside the box. It's like, okay, right. look, follow this. This is how you do it. This is how All you right, get you it done. Like, You're a
0: family man, but I can still play around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah.
1: how you do it. It's how you get it done. Right. in strict guidelines and everything. Like you look at every every industry and stuff like that. There's always a template. There's always a guideline on how to get it done. And nobody ever tries to be off of that. Nobody's like really trying to think outside the box except these People, when they call them kind of radical, they tell right. them geniuses are crazy or crazy. Innovators, like uh, right? Oh, he's
0: such an innovator. Yeah. He yeah. just didn't follow y'all's Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We gotta break the mold, man. You gotta
0: break Definitely the gotta mold, break man. The like, like mold. speaking of breaking the mold, like, when you looking at life, like, as a kid, you approach something, you're like, man, I don't know how to do this. Like, now that you're a grown man, how do you approach the unknown?
3: Good question. Um, the unknown. Let me see. What's the last thing that was just unknown? So, I'm going through process right now of decoding the Bible mm. and really looking at it from a non-religious standpoint and, and, um, breaking down the allegories that are inside that book. And so as I'm going through my process, uh, one, um, I spend at least an hour a day showing up like okay. 3 a.m. Mm. Uh, between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. I'm in that book decoding stories. So one is just showing up yeah. every single day and asking the question. I believe that when you pose questions to the subconscious mind, it will it will constantly seek an answer for you twenty four seven, right? And so your subconscious mind works for you while you while your conscious mind is asleep. Right. So this is why you wake up at three a.m. with a million dollar business idea because your subconscious mind it's was working. working on it while your conscious mind was asleep. In fact, yeah. your conscious mind is actually what will block you from it. So you actually need to let your conscious mind go to sleep so your con- your subconscious mind can actually go to work. Yeah. Right. yeah so um, just one showing up uh, every single day and asking, asking the right questions. Um, and then uh, instead of asking how, ask who.
1: Mm. Okay.
3: So rather than saying how do I figure this out, right. ask who already knows the answer. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's actually very true
3: who knows the answer right. <laughs> and That's go dope. get it and yeah. if the information is that valuable to you you going to figure out a way to get it you going to figure out a way to get it and if you really want to and i have no problem exchanging money oh, yeah. for um I would wisdom. call it You Yeah, for wisdom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the, the real information. Because yeah. wisdom, you can't Google wisdom. No, I'm sorry. No. You can Google knowledge.
0: Yeah, but you can't you Google, can't wisdom. Google like wisdom. Like your wisdom in real estate, you didn't been through it at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can't, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I could do that a better way. Because right. it's like, somebody might read, man, how do I get a house with no down payment, man? I said, they said you do it like this. Well, I can show you how to do this. Right. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: yeah. facts, so facts. Like, yeah. yeah. wisdom. And a lot of things, yeah, the knowledge comes, in a lot of knowledge very surface level, so it's like, okay, yeah, you can go get a, a house with no down payment. Just do one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you get inside of one, you get inside of two, you get inside. Of two, there's a lot of a lot of nuances in there. You're a like, oh man, nuances. I don't. Know what's going on? It's, just,
3: it's, it's the it's nuances. It's mm-hmm. the nuances, and most people can't detect the nuances. And uh, I learned this in the subway in in New York. You know, you would have literally people um playing in the subway stations that play for the opera, mm. but because the average subway riders' uh, ears aren't attuned to the nuances of that play. Like, right. Oh, that person just, uh, just off the streets and just playing, and they just need to make some money. Yeah. Right? No, you were just you actually would have paid two hundred fifty dollars right, to, to see go see it. that yeah, person. But you but, don't know. But your ear wasn't attuned yeah. to the nuances to no. realize how special that he was. He or she was blessing you with yeah. their performance in the subway. In the so subway you threw do a dollar real. in yeah. there. when it's I really worth, I threw twenty. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, the wisdom allows you to see things that the average eye cannot see, right. and to have that kind of um, observation and awareness, and and to be able to see those small, fine things that actually make the huge difference. Yeah. That's that's really key. Um, what Tony Robbins said, he said like if a the spaceship is off by, like, a millimeter at the beginning. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's going oh, yeah, to it's it's miss its mark yeah. at the full final destination. And a lot mm-hmm. of people think that, oh... Uh, and uh, my daughter, she she see one dance on uh, on like a YouTube video, made, or karate or something like. She, right. Daddy, I could do that. Yep. <laughs> oh for sure. <laughs> oh my oh, yeah. gosh, the she innocence does. of children, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that that's a beautiful mindset. But mm-hmm. baby, you cannot do Misty Copeland yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you not you can you not Misty Copeland yet. Misty Copeland been no. no. <laughs> like, no. I mean, I mean, doing it since she was young. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah. <laughs> exactly, But that's how the adult mind thinks. So, oh, yeah. I, I, I can see it from a service. Oh, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way. To take somebody to the kitchen. Oh yeah. Oh, you facts. think you can cook? Okay. The let same ingredients got, that yeah. Gordon Ramsay has are uh-huh. in, in there. Go, go, mm-hmm. go! Make the dish. Yep. Oh well. Let me just. You can even follow his cookbook. You can even try to watch a YouTube video at the same time. As you're doing and
1: it, it. It's not going to. It's not going
0: it. to taste you won't, the same. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. You won't know the subtleties of it. Mean. You know what I'm saying? You You see the cookbook say 10, 10 minutes on the dot, and you know Gordon like I know eight and a half is gonna, the, the yeah, sweet, sweet spot. Facts, sweet spot.
3: And then then you on top of that is getting into vocabulary. So, oh, when, yeah. you, uh, w- when you're on the basic level, it's yeah. like um, it's fried, baked, and it's that, mm-hmm. but then you get to a deeper level of cooking, you got new vocabulary. Now mm-hmm. you're talking about searing stuff, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Sauteing, mm-hmm. things yep. of that nature. Mm-hmm. And those are different ways of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of cooking. Yeah. So, yeah. When, you, when you access that new vocabulary, vocabulary is a way of yeah. the mind seeing. Oh, for sure. It's just
0: like basketball. Of course. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly like basketball. You know, sports like the back of our hand. Yeah. Like. That's, like, the oh, that's the one. Oh, he played the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he played the two. Yeah. Right. He played the five. You don't know what he's talking about if, he talkin if you about. don't understand basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just did, did an opposite cut. Like, people don't know what that is. And
1: that's in every across every industry. I don't care what it is. The first level of barrier of entry is vernacular. Yeah. You have to learn the vernacular. Like, and, and what's crazy about it is da- it doesn't always, it's not too far off from what you know sometimes, but you just don't understand what that word is. Like, it's the one. But if you heard point guard, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, understanding the vernacular is definitely the first barrier of entry to anything you're trying to get into. Yeah, anything.
3: And language is how we see exactly which yeah. actually how we see we are um, we are defining what we are seeing through our language so language is really important and it, it's a way to start to navigate the unknown because yeah. the unknown is darkness right right completely yeah. Un- unknown is darkness and, mm-hmm. and that one having somebody who already has a light in that space mm-hmm. or has been through this tunnel, is helpful, and then, um, and then, two having language to help light your way there right. starts to help mm. you. Sometimes, you, that.
0: sometimes you don't have to always be the the light in the tunnel. Somebody, right. somebody else can already have a right. lamp waiting for you.
3: Facts. Just walk okay. through. Facts. Just walk through yeah. and pass
0: through. They, they, maybe their job is to help you light somebody else' path.
3: And what I found is that people who uh, who do have that light, um, uh, very few people that I know hog the light. Right. They typically want to share that light. Yeah, you talking about like gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gatekeepers. Yeah. We used to have that middleman and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is a more open world where people actually uh, sharing their light. Yeah. But you got to have an abundance mindset to, yeah. to feel that because the gatekeepers or other folks they have a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't want to share their light. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want nobody um, to get The limelight. Enough. The limelight. Yeah, limelight yeah, yeah. Uh, what, did, what what what? say not enough limelight. Uh, what did he say? Not enough limelight. Something, something about limelight. People think, oh, I get this five seconds of limelight. Right. right. Yeah. No, we can all oh, shoot. Can, oh, you you look it. at the internet today, everybody getting the limelight. You yeah. got little kids, five years what? old, getting the limelight. You got yeah. this person who loves Pokemon getting the limelight. Yep. Yeah. The limelight is. Exactly. he's <laughs>
0: got a kid, the most highest paid dude on YouTube oh, you're is right. a kid, kid Ryan, Ryan. Making Ryan. a bag off an of opening toy. My little cousin watched toys. that. Yeah.
1: Showing toys to the kids, man. That's crazy. Speaking
0: of knowledge and just in general, Mm -hmm. just wisdom. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, Mm -hmm. audience, just so y'all know. (laughs) Do you think a knowledgeable person can make a million dollars or a person Mm -hmm. who has wisdom can make a million dollars Mm -hmm. quicker?
3: Quicker. Um, A knowledgeable person typically is going to stay within the confounds of what they know, right? Right. Um, So somebody with knowledge, Mm -hmm. they where the ledge is exactly and, and they stay within those boundaries mm-hmm. but somebody who has wisdom is able to access things that are beyond what the eye can see and this is how you find those innovative ideas right right and so um, Elon Musk for example he's tapping into wisdom uh, around solar energy he's tapping into wind wisdom around electric cars he's tapping into uh, wisdom around space travel right he's yeah he's going beyond or what traditional knowledge would have showed the things that he's doing aren't in a book. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, if you just look at college graduates, we, uh, we can see that knowledge alone isn't getting people to the bag, no, facts, Right. Facts. Uh, and especially when you're learning it from somebody who doesn't have a bag. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's a lot. That's of real. People. That's you're real. Learning it from a
3: professor who don't who have n- a bag. And never, never did <laughs> never it. And never did it. Never did we so, right. Um, it's beautiful to be in this age right now of, of, uh, online courses and things of that nature where you have people who are not only practitioners, mm-hmm. but they also teachers yeah, of right. it. The practitioners, they do not have to teach. They no, could just, they I could have, to be honest, my real estate, if I choose not, chose not to teach hmm. multifamily real estate, my portfolio could be probably twice as big because I would have just been focused on me and I would have been doing right, right, all you the deals. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when Harriet Tubman crossed the Mason-Dixon line, she was joyful at first because she was free, but then nobody that she loved or cared about was there with her. Yeah. You're yeah. Alone. Yeah, you alone. she was by herself, and by so yourself. that's what actually caused her to go back 19 times over the course of a decade mm. to free 300 people. Right. And so, um, it's beautiful to be in this space where you have people who are not just book smart, but they're actually practitioners, mm. and they are great. Uh, they are happy. To actually share what they know. Yeah. Bring others. their people with them. Again, yeah. again, again, that goes back you. to the abundance mindset yeah. and the people sharing their life as yeah. opposed to hogging
1: it. Of course, it. of course. I definitely, I don't even, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't know what I would do. I would, I gotta find some kind of way to bring my people along with me. Even yeah. when I met you, I was like, look, I got a homie, he out there, he dope, trust me, and you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna hook you up 100%. with him. I, I, I definitely, I definitely always trying to help my people out. Man, it's no fun when you're you in the you private jet by yourself. yourself. It ain't no fun it if ain't no, the <laughs> 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 it ain't no fun. For, for real, right. you
0: you had on vacation, you by yourself, like you can't yeah. share this experience with nobody. Like yeah, you could create memories by yourself, but it's always better with other people. Yeah. That, you that, that you love and care about. Love and care about for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking of college, though, how do you feel about college? <laughs>
0: Man, I before you answer that question, <laughs> oh, this brother went to UCLA <laughs> and, and Stanford. Stanford. So he went to college. He went to some college. He did, some college, he did some college.
3: Man, I hated college so much. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated from UCLA in three years because I hated college. Hey,
1: that's nice though. Different me. I was
3: like, I'm out. Like once I got in the game, I was like is BS. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to get out of here as quickly as I possibly can. I wasn't mm. going to drop out. Um, I was going to get through it. And so I stacked all my classes, took some summer classes, and got out in three years That's and dope. saved myself $25,000 by doing and so. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I didn't go to college um, for grades, and I wasn't going to college for a job. So mm. once I got there and really saw what it was all about, mm. I realized that um, uh, I actually strategically decided to be a B-plus student. Mm. That's me in high school. I strategically <laughs> decided to be. I wasn't going for a 4.0. Mm-hmm. In high school, I was 4.0, 4.0. No. <laughs> once I saw what it was uh, what it was all about, knowing that, one, the textbooks are already outdated. Those textbooks were written Mad eight outdated. years ago. Mad right? outdated. And then uh, edited, and then the publisher had to go market it, mm-hmm. and then the school bought it, and this and that, mm-hmm. and then third edition, they changed two words right. just to sell you a new textbook, and then the teacher. Uh, once I saw that racket, I was like, oh, I'm cool on this, and so... I did the bare minimum that I needed in classes yeah. to do decent, and then I used the rest of my time mm. to actually grow myself, get involved in a whole bunch of extracurricular activities, yeah. leading student groups, yeah. uh, um, going on trips, doing internships, etc. Uh-huh. I use all, so c- for me, college, you're actually buying time. Right, yeah. You're not yeah. buying information no. or education, you're buying time. Where else can you buy four years of mm-hmm. time to grow and develop yourself? Right. And network. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I, once I let go of this, 4.0 idea, realize that there's another 4.0, and that 4.0 is your personal capital, mm-hmm. your intellectual capital, your social capital, and your financial capital. Yep. Your personal capital is how well you know yourself. Mm. self awareness. Then your intellectual capital is what you know, Right. Then and that likely has nothing to do with your major whatsoever. <laughs> then there's your social capital, which is who you know and who knows you, right. and then there's your financial capital, which is who knows that you know what you know. Mm. And so the more people that know that you know have intellectual capital in a specific area mm-hmm. when your social capital and your intellectual capital cross right that's where financial opportunities emerge for you so that was the 4.0 that i started focusing that's on dope. and so you got to be very clear on the difference between what we've been taught is liberal arts education mm. liberal arts education will cost you shakespeare is not helping me in mm-hmm. my life today right yeah, that's no, no. liberal arts education yeah. what i teach uh, is liberation arts education liberation mm-hmm. arts education will free you and so um but the problem is, once people finish college and they're mm-hmm. now jaded because they have this student debt, right? They hate education. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And so they stop investing in education. Mm-hmm. No, do not do that. You uh, you stop investing in liberal arts education. Right. You probably don't need that master's degree, mm-hmm. okay, for anybody's credibility or right. any kind of job. What you need to invest in and double down on is actually liberation arts education. Right. Who is actually teaching you something that's going to free you? Right. And so. Um, College as it currently is as an institution, uh, my daughter she won't have to go if she chooses not to. Right, right, um, right. And um, yeah, I'm not breaking unless it's a full scholarship. I'm not breaking bread like that There's on no liberal arts education. Yeah, no, sure. In fact, I will I will pay for her to do what she wants for four years. Right. To she figure could travel, she that's, right. that's dope. Now that's she got to so develop her personal yeah, capital, her yeah. yeah. intellectual capital, or social mm-hmm. capital, and her financial capital, yeah. but. She, won't, she won't have to
0: take the unnecessary four right. years of school. Right.
3: Unnecessary. So
1: you figured out at UCLA. What made you go back? You went to Stanford after that, didn't
3: you? Yeah. So that was Stanford was one of. The, so the only master's program that I feel is universal mm. is uh, MBA. Yeah. Because right? okay. business just is the just the language one. of the adult world, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, so Stanford was uh, top two at that time. It was one on some people's charts, two on other people's mm-hmm. charts. and It was just a rare opportunity, and um, and uh, so. Um, yeah, I went to Stanford for business school mm. and that was I was already an entrepreneur. I was selling things like t-shirts mm. and um, t-shirts and uh, agenda books and time management workshops when I was at UCLA. Right. I, I was ar- I was already hustling yeah. at that time. I told you I was throwing parties, etc. Um, for like we all through parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> but I thing. wanted to um I wanted to refine my business acumen. Yeah. Mm. So that's why business school mm. was on my radar. Right. And so uh, I took the GMAT um, and did what I had to do, and I got in. and I was one of the youngest in my classes. Um, I was one of the youngest in my classes, and you know what? When I went to Stanford, I didn't really learn about business the way I thought I was going to learn. I've learned right. more about business after Stanford oh, than at. Just Stanford. doing it by just. But doing what it did teach me, the one thing that is most valuable that it t- teach me taught me to think bigger about who I am and what I'm capable of, because <laughs> I was surrounded by. Uh, not only the Silicon Valley, Man. but also people in my class yeah. would done some major, major things, yeah, major things, things, yeah. major things. Yeah. and so it made me think bigger about myself. When I when I actually started, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna create a youth program, this and that, mm, and, right. that and that, mm-hmm. and help uh, young black men in, in the hood." Right. By the time I had left there, I realized my agency and my ability to actually change the world. Right. right and yeah. so that that um, expansion of my mind and what was possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me and what I could create um and do and the impact I could have, that that was the most valuable thing uh, that I got from that experience.
1: Yeah, that's dope. I think that definitely comes from like your sphere of influence and the people that you're around constantly. 100%. Being around people in Stanford constantly who's done big things. You like man, this dude no different than me. So I right. mean? Not to downplay him, but that that means I need to up myself. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean?
0: it's competitive, like a group. Positive competitiveness. Yeah. yeah. Positive because It's just like, man, if he could do this, no disrespect to him at all. I right. know I could do this, yeah, yeah. Facts, sure. Facts. Like, yeah, uh-huh. he created a tech firm, I could create a real estate firm, ain't no different.
2: Things.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's that's dope. And I, I think that's one thing, uh, and it's weird for me because I don't, I don't see it. I guess it's because of the people I'm around, but like, I always see people, like, um, just different people on Instagram and social medias, like him 500, Pushman, Mitch, and all them. They're always talking about, like, hey, you know what I'm saying, we got to get these people out of this mindset in the hood of seeing rappers and athletes, and you know. Um, we got to show them that there's more than that. Yeah. And I guess I'm just not. I, I was never really like in the hood for real, for real. Like I was there for a brief second, and everything like that moved out. But um, like I said, I guess it's just the people I'm around and I talk to. Like I don't really see that people, you know, what I'm saying, think about rappers and athletes. Like, oh, I gotta go be a rapper. Oh, I gotta go be an athlete. But that's, I think, that's just something. I'm I'm not saying it's not there. I think this is something I got to go tap back in with yeah, in my yeah, in my youth. Point. Yeah. This reference point, point. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean. It's it's only the inter- entertainment factor. So there are a lot of folks who are making way more bread. Yeah, way more. Yeah, than athletes in terms of equity and, mm-hmm. and businesses that oh, sure. they're leading, etc. Right. But they're not entertainers, so they're not on a TV screen, right. and therefore you don't know about them. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. Oh well, yeah. Um, of so uh,
0: who you think they are doing these deals with? That's great. My that thing,
1: my thing was always like, man, okay. Who can afford to pay this man $100 million? I want to be him. Exactly. Who can afford to pay a man $100 million a year? Yeah. Dribble a ball. Oh, I'm trying to be him. How much money I got to have to pay him 100 him 50 him 75 And him his,
0: return, his return is crazy. But
3: some people desire celebrity. People That's true. Some people desire celebrity, um, and, and they want to be famous. I think there was a poll uh, of teenagers, and like, their number one goal was to be. Famous, and there's a lot yeah. you can do with fame to leverage it to create wealth, yeah. But, um, there's a lot of wealth being made by non famous people, oh, that's <laughs> true, and, yeah. And it's so, uh, one thing there. I really challenge people to do is, um, I, I encourage them to look, uh, or in any room that they're in, to mm. always in any environment, look at how money is being made, mm. how much money is being made or was made off this room alone, right, from real. the drywall, to the paint, to this light fixture, mm-hmm. to the bulb, to this pillow, to the person who designed this pillow, mm-hmm. to this microphone, to our shoes, to our clothes, to this wood, it came from a tree, who shipped that Who shipped that right. and trucked that over here, et cetera, to this Airbnb, to all that. Yeah. Any environments you're in, when you start to see how money, which is really just stored energy, is flowing mm-hmm. at yeah. all times, mm-hmm. it starts to open you up to the reality that wow, a job is not the only way to get money. Right, I yeah. just need to find one of these streams that I can siphon tap off into, yeah. and tap into and actually channel it towards me and my last name. Mm. And so, um, yeah, when you see a company on the freeway, like this is really important to expand because a lot of people focus on uh, following their passions. But yeah. uh, what I tell people all the time is don't you don't just follow your passions. You find a problem that you're passionate about solving. Mm, mm. That's dope. You find a problem that's that you're passionate about solving. Like I said, Elon Musk, he's solving some of the biggest problems out there. Yeah. Bill Gates is uh not in the one percent the evil because uh th- he solved a huge problem.
2: Yeah.
3: He solved the huge a problem. huge that's problem. That's, problem. that's man, it. That's man it. Now, now yeah. I don't uh, you know some of his decisions I'm not in alignment right, with Bill, Right, but he solved a huge problem. Yeah. So if you want if rather than being mad at some of these people who are quote unquote in the one percent, mm. then how about you just go solve a huge problem? Right, yeah.
1: And scale it so to, to you solve it uh, across the globe. 100%. For real, because that's what they did. <laughs> they scaled it. they solving that problem everywhere. Yeah. That's. Amazon is literally everywhere.
0: everywhere yeah. in everything. Yeah. Everywhere.
3: So it, 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 so we need to, so what, when people are driving down the freeway and you see a name of a company that you don't recognize and mm-hmm. it's on some big 30-floor mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. when you get to the gas station, Google it. Google it. And I can literally make up a name. Invecto in yeah. or uh, Cipher stand, and I bet you you Google it. There's a company with that name, yep. and they are making bread. Oh yeah, go look at what is it that they're selling. Yeah, reverse Who are they solving problems for reverse right. engineer, reverse, reverse engineer. Yep. and I'm not saying that you need to go try to chase their bag. What I'm saying is it just opens your, your mind, mind to yeah. all the ways that money mm, is being made money, around yes. you at all times. It's uh, not just
0: two uh, avenues, no man. Effect. Not just rapping and hooping. Yeah. Uh, and hooping some all. of
3: the biggest ways to make money are not sexy. No, no, yeah, not, not at all. all. Not at all. Some of them are not sexy. Not at all. I know people with roofing companies. But would you rather be companies? sexy or
1: successful? <laughs> I know people Sexful. with roofing companies. That's not sexy at all. You on the roof all day, hot, sweating. But they making bread. Facts. Bread on the roof. But yeah, but no, that 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 just, um, I think, like Michael was saying earlier, reference points and then just um, having a vision. So, like, when I was younger, I didn't know there's so many different things and different careers and different, like, even if you did want to work in nine-to-five, which is nothing wrong with that, there's just so many different options out there I never even thought about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it was just, I just knew the basic thing, doctor, lawyer, teacher, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the basic little scope of everything. And then, out of those, you, you kind of look at it and like, okay, uh, those look all right. But I mean, wow. doctor looks sexy, but shoot, if I can play ball, that's a little funner to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, having yeah. that broad spectrum of, of knowing what's possible. I didn't really re- learn about real estate until I got to college. Now, at the end of my college career, and I was like, oh man, I wish I would have known about this. This yeah, is man, fun. I like if doing this.
0: you knew about this in 19, it would be a wrap. <laughs> oh, yeah. But
3: you know, the, the key word that you said there was fun. And um, the reason we as kids like games is because uh, they're play. Yeah. You yeah. need to play. Mm-hmm. It's not fun that people are looking for, it's actually play. Mm-hmm. And when you actually master something like roofs, mm-hmm. like real estate, mm-hmm. You actually get into a state of play. When you've achieved mastery or something, yeah. you get to play. Yeah. That's and dope. so it play it played a uh, fun. I think we were looking for fun and this is why we go after things like sports mm. and, and rap that looks fun. But if uh, what I found is that when you get to mastery, you also get to fun
0: mm. and play. Speaking of speaking of fun, we got a little segment we call this or that. Alright. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give you uh, two choices and yeah. we are gonna pick. So let's get it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, you want – okay, look. Uh, book a movie?
3: Book. Okay, okay.
1: Rap or R&B? Rap. Okay. <clears throat>
0: LeBron or Jordan? LeBron. Mm, why LeBron? Uh,
3: if LeBron had Phil Jackson as a coach, he'd have more rings than Jordan.
0: Not even Phil Jackson. He had Greg Popovich.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The only difference between LeBron and Jordan is coach. LeBron has never had a great coach. Mm. Never. And so if LeBron mm. had the coaches – Kobe and Jordan had the same exact yeah, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe
0: got five. Rest in peace. Kobe got right. five. Peace, Facts. Though.
3: So, LeBron, if he would have had a coach like Phil Jackson mm-hmm. or Popovich, he would have more rings. And
0: he'd it. been to the finals 10 times.
1: Yeah. Man, by himself for real. Uh, not all the Player time, coach. but like yeah. Player coach. For real, for real. Okay. All right. Apartment of multifamily. <laughs> 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 of course, of course. All right. This is a good one for you. Harriet Tubman and Malcolm X. Harriet. Mm. Harriet. Elaborate.
3: That's just my ancestor spirit. That's who I tap into. That's who I look to for guidance. Um, Malcolm will be, right <laughs> <though. Could> <laughs> that. yeah, <laughs> be right there behind it all. Malcolm be right there behind it. Those two are my favorite people. Malcolm is one of the greatest uh, demonstrations of personal growth and development ever. Mm, um, that's in true. terms of transformation to go from Detroit Red to who he became in one lifespan. Mm. like You can hear about transformation in books like The Alchemist or whatnot, right. but to actually see a demonstration mm. of yeah. it, Malcolm mm-hmm. was perhaps the greatest demonstration yeah. of personal growth development. I agree, and, and I, I, I also agree, agree uh Maya Angelou too. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: You know what, th- just Thinking about that going off on a tangent real quick. How do you, do you feel like people are allowed to grow like that nowadays? You know what I mean? Because like a lot oh, of times in yeah, social media, yeah. people would go back. So like, imagine if Malcolm X is in the social media age, it went yeah. back and like, man, Malcolm boy, you was, Detroit radio boy, yeah, boy, what you was doing? We ain't listening to you. Mm. So do you think it's a problem nowadays that people aren't allowed? Because I, I don't like how the fact that they don't allow people to grow. Like how they went back and attacked Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart's not the same dude he was four years ago. Like yeah. how do you not allow people to grow?
3: Yeah, I like that that. Other people may do that to you, but you, we got to get to a point where we don't care what other people think. That's right. true. I didn't yeah. say don't care about other people. Right. I say don't care about what they think. Mm. I think we're evolving faster than we've ever evolved before, um, and so I think you can actually be ten versions of yourself in this in a seventy year lifespan. Mm. But um, if you care about what other people think, yeah. and you're worried about uh, your old identities, mm. and you're trying to hold on to your old identity while moving to something new. You can't pour new wine in old wines because they're all still burst. So. Can't hold on uh-huh. to the old and get to the new, and so um, you have to get have enough confidence yourself that uh, I actually don't care what other people think. This is what I feel is most uh, is best and most yeah. aligned for me at this moment in time, and so I'm going after that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So we stop ourselves from evolving and mm-hmm. not other people. Nobody can stop you from you know, right, only you right. Think. That's real. Yeah. That's definitely
1: yeah. real. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So 800 credit score or a million dollars? <laughs> a million
3: dollars
1: <laughs> <laughs> credit score, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right so ego or pride um, which is which is something which is worse really uh huge ego not a pride they, they're actually the same
3: mm. they're actually the same to me um uh but the ego is what we are at war with um mm. and let me think how do i define the ego uh ego is um ego would be I'm trying to think of the language i actually don't use that word that often um ego is i think an exaggerated sense of self and individuality mm, okay and um and i think that's what cuts us off cuz we are all part of for me one source and when we get into self righteousness and individual individuality i yeah. think we cut ourselves off from uh, our true power right so yeah um but okay, ego is okay. i think pride is actually a side effect of ego. Okay,
0: take mm. great answer. That was a wisdom <laughs> answer right there. <laughs>
1: it was a very wise answer right there, for real. Oh I okay. thought he was about to start going into the eye and the ear and the you I was like, uh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So
0: next, next we got for you is top five. Yeah. Top five. With top five rappers. Uh, n- you don't gotta be in a certain okay, order. Okay, it gotta be an order.
3: Yeah, you Alright, know certain um, order. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Black Thought. Daisy, mm.
2: That's Ooh. lit. That's lit.
1: Woo. That's, That's lit. a good list.
3: Black, is Black Thought, Thought is the Black Black
1: Slep Th- on. Man, most slept on. I ain't gonna lie. It, I wouldn't have imagined you would have said Black Thought. Oh my if y'all goodness. know
0: who Black Thought is, just go look up the Hey, roots. Go, go. Just go look
3: at the freestyle on um, Funkmaster Flex. What? that will rest my case. I'm telling Black
0: Thought is crazy. All right, next, we got top five basketball players
3: Um, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, uh, probably Kareem, and mm. Magic.
1: Okay. I ain't, I'm
0: not mad at that. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not mad at that <laughs> Who at am I missing? I'm not Tim Duncan, Magic, Tim Duncan, Jack. Yeah, I, yeah. Tim Duncan is just Tim consistent
1: Duncan. <laughs> oh, dude. Tim Duncan, boy, you can't go wrong with that. You know true. what he gonna give you That's uh, true. every time. That's, every time. That's true. My five, bad, five chips. My bad, Timmy. Yeah. Timmy six.
3: Timmy six. Timmy oh, you you six. got six. Timmy, Timmy got six. six. Yeah, You're right. You're right. All and right. And the
0: last one. the Last one. Top five people who influenced you. Mm-hmm. Top
3: five. I, I told you, my two coaches, Will Ash. Uh Jim Hopkins, mm-hmm. Tim Angubeni, who was my mentor at one of my mentors at UCLA, Manda um, Kaise, uh, another one of my mentors at UCLA, and uh, my daughter. Ah, shout out Jada. It? Shout That's out to Jada, man. Um, when you know you have a seed coming, yeah. uh, it facilitates your growth more than any other human being man. out there besides yourself, hopefully. Um, but uh, she just inspires me every single day to be a better human being because you know that children learn through oh, observation yeah. oh yeah, yeah for sure. so definitely through observation So I'm not, you can't you can talk her ear off all you want to right mm-hmm. but if you don't actually uh, you aren't doing and being the example yeah. then it's not going to catch so um yeah that's how i think about it okay yeah
1: yeah all right so what was that top five people that influence
3: you yeah so um i already told you my two mentors uh, my soccer coach jim hopkins Will Ash, my baseball coach. Mm. Um, at UCLA, it was Tim Ingubani, one of my mentors, Manila Kayese. Shout out to you all, and thank you. And then, of course, my heart, Jada. Yeah. Shout my out daughter. Jada. Shout out Jada. My daughter, man. When you have a seed coming, um, uh, you to get your, it should, it should, right, should be good. it should. It's like kind of
1: like how you was talking about earlier when you got somebody depending on you. Yeah, one hundred percent
3: depending
0: on you for sure. Yeah, like yeah, for yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> no and other you, way around. And you
3: know, children they learn through observation. So you could mm-hmm. talk a good game and you say, "Do as I say, not as I do." Yeah, right. Right. I, hate right. I hate that quote. That's that's odd, but that's
0: I me. We wine generation. We was raised off of off of fear, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, hey, don't open that door for nobody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's me. Open the door. Yeah, and as you as you grow up, you like damn, I didn't really open this door. Right, yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right.
3: Yeah. So, um, Jade, I just look at her, I, I learned from her yeah. uh, and the way that she moves through life. She has the biggest heart in the entire world, yeah. um, the way she treats people and her friends and her thoughtfulness. And so um, she definitely going to go down as the biggest influence in my That's, life. Amazing. For
1: sure. yeah. That's amazing. For sure. That's amazing, for sure. What's something that you are really passionate about that people don't really know? You know, what's something that you get to but people are like oh we know him for real estate what's something that you get after that you
3: man i'm a bibliophile yeah i'm a bibliophile i love that book again um i don't look at it religiously i look at it metaphorically and i, I love going into those stories and decoding um uh, decoding the things that are there, having out um, uh, having out my various books and, and uh, my concordance and seeing what the Hebrew meaning of that word is or mm. that name or that city and things of that nature and be like, oh, this wasn't about actual people. Right. This was right. about this person was fleeing the mountains, which is the high mm. ground or high consciousness and they chose to go to Zohar. Lot was going to Zoar, which is mm. a place of smallness so he was fleeing the high ground mm-hmm. to go to a place of smallness. That there's no coincidence that that name was right there, or that Jacob wrestled with God at Pineal. Mm. Right. What is Peniel? The Pineal gland. Yeah. Of uh, all the words, yeah. of all the words that could have been there, where Jacob wrestled with God, and saw God's face. Mm. It was Pineal gland, which is also known as the third eye. Mm. Like to me, that's not coincidence. Not coincidence. And so, right. For me, that book is like seven-layer dip. You can read it literally on the mm. surface and just eat off the s- surface. Mm. But a seven-layer dip, you rarely eat off the surface. yeah, you dig that chick? Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so, um, I, I like to go to some of the deeper layers. Yeah, and, right. and and if people want to read it literally or whatnot, and, and and a lot of people get a lot of joy and a lot of wisdom from the literal mm-hmm. uh, layer, um, that's fine. But uh, I like to go deeper. That's dope. I I
1: love that, especially considering the fact that it was written originally. You know what I'm saying in Hebrew. So you have to get an understanding of what the context was before to get an understanding of what it really means now. Like if vernacular. You know what I'm saying. So if you don't understand the vernacular, you don't really know what he's saying.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. Because what we're reading is translations. There's like two. There's like what. Um, there's a LeBron James LeBron King, King King LeBron James, James, <laughs> James <laughs> version. There's a, there's a King James version. Yeah. There's the so many versions. the Larry King version. Right. Like yeah. come on, come on, man! Like which one is it? Like I don't even call it the Bible. It's a Bible. Like, you have a Bible because right, there's right. many different ones mm-hmm. now. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, yeah, it's
1: like the most most sold book in history. So I mean, I, it's, of course, there's many, many, many. JK,
0: you almost you almost had it. But there's reason. <laughs> there's power.
3: It's power uh, in there for that book to last. Um, oh, of through course. Time. I just know that there's something powerful in there, even if it's been adulterated, mm-hmm. even if uh, texts have been changed, even if right. books have been Take left out. out yep. I'm able to go through it and really mm-hmm. see the core and the wisdom that is still right. left in yeah, there. Right. And, and, and I enjoy dope. that excavation process. That's dope. That's yeah. dope.
1: You don't really hear too many people really digging that deep, you yeah. know what I mean, into into um, reading, you know what I'm saying? And getting an understanding of what's actually really there, not just surface level. 100%. I, yeah, that's dope. That's dope.
0: You want? Oh yeah, we'll close it out, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. But our last question, our final Uh-oh. question.
3: Uh oh. Nah, it ain't crazy. So like, We always want in on like
0: wisdom in the gym because mm-hmm. we want this to be like an informing, an informing podcast that people learn. Like, if you were tuning to the show, what would you
3: want to hear? Mm-hmm. If I was tuning to the show, what would I want to hear? Yep. You
1: heard. What you something? heard. Julian yeah. Gordon was coming on. 'Cause we, we, we definitely told him in the first episode you was coming. You heard Julian Gordon's coming on, you was tapping in, he was like, Okay, boom, okay, I understand yeah. hypothetically speaking. What would you want to hear?
3: Yeah, I could um I could give you a real estate play and but um, you know, uh what's coming up for me right now is mm-hmm. really uh changing our relationship to money and understanding mm-hmm. money as an inert spiritual substance that we are meant to be good stewards of and that we are meant to circulate, not accumulate. And once you change your relationship to money, you realize that this green piece of paper Mm. is actually worthless, that cash is not king. Cash is the lowest yielding asset in the entire world, and it actually loses value due to inflation. Mm -hmm. Then you start to understand that I have this stored energy, and I can use this to bring more good and more God on earth. They literally bring heaven on earth by the way I circulated into ideals, ideas, individuals, institutions, and investments that I believe in. Mm. And the greatest investment that you can circulate that energy into is back into yourself so right. that you can grow and expand so that whatever you touch and that you create is actually also expansive. So mm. really just uh, changing our relationship to money. That's why I wrote uh, Rich and Righteous, mm. um, Spiritual Secrets to Mastering, Money Manifestation in Your Mind, because uh, we've had a perverted relationship to money for a very long time. We yeah. think that is something that we're supposed to work for. No it's supposed to work for us right. exactly. we become servants to it and it's supposed to serve us and so um i just really th- think it's important for those who are righteous who who have good hearts and want to do good in the world uh, i want all of those people to be mm-hmm. rich right so yeah. that we can actually do that good together right. But um we've had these ideologies that money is evil mm-hmm. um and when you hold you can't hold the idea that money is evil uh, and still want a lot of money Simultime. at the same time, right? right? Yeah. right? Those are incongruent thoughts, right. and they cancel each other out. So, um, yeah, I would really uh, invite people to um, uh, reevaluate their relationship to money, everything that they were taught about money, and uh, and get into a mode of circulating this stored energy uh, as much as possible. Things that they truly believe in, including themselves. Thank you, thank man. you, brother. Man. Well, you're my mentor, both man. of our mentors, honestly. for real.
0: So we appreciate you for coming through. Yes, we appreciate you coming out through, man. We appreciate the audience for tuning in. Yes, yes. yes. We're sure. gonna catch y'all next Thursday, man, on another episode of Hypothetically, Hypothetically, Hypothetically speaking, speaking, and we are out.